0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Carl Taylor Show. I'm your host, Carl Taylor. And today, you're listening to another Conversations with Carl episode. These are the types of episodes where you hear me working one-on-one with a business owner, helping them with a particular problem that they're facing. Sometimes these problems are marketing related. Sometimes they're technology related. Sometimes it's teams. Sometimes it's overall business strategy, acquisitions, buying businesses. Other times it's all of the above and more. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking with Simone, who is building a platform to connect people in partnership marketing. And in particular, we're discussing the value of building custom technology versus using off-the-shelf available offerings. It's an amazing episode. And if you would like to be on the Carl Taylor show yourself and feature in a Conversations with Carl episode in the future, you can reach out to me at carltaylor.com, just like you can find all the show notes for this episode and all the other episodes at carltaylor.com as well but reach out let me know that you'd like to be on the show and what specifically you're looking for help with and i'll be more than happy to have a conversation and feature it on the show so let's get into today's episode it basically if you're looking at your technology and you're wondering where you should invest do you go custom do you use off the off the shelf softwares this is going to be an amazing episode for you with great little nuggets so let's dig in <music> calling all entrepreneurs, small business owners, lifelong learners, and people of earth. I'm calling you to step up into the greatest version of you, a happier you, a healthier you, a more loving you, a you that is truly feeling healthy, fulfilled, and alive. My name is Carl Taylor, and I've been building businesses since I was 15 years old. And the one thing that has always, always stood out to me is that running your own business, no matter how successful or not, will be the best personal development journey you ever, ever go on. And so in this show, I share with you some of the most important lessons that I've learn and continue to learn on my journey in the hope that it may help you, guide you in yours. You're listening to The Carl Taylor Show. Hello, hello. I'm excited to chat with you today about your questions. So um, I've already hit record. We're ready to go. All right. um, how can I help you?
1: Get stuck into it, shall we?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: All righty. So I think probably a common question for non-tech kind of people that want to uh, benefit from certain tech capabilities in their business. So as you are familiar with, (laughs) I've been on a long journey of, uh, you know, trying to build these tech um, capabilities uh, to support the partnership community that I've created over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And uh, after a few false starts and, you know, realising tech's just really not an area that I'm good at, Uh, or should be too involved in I um, had a strategic partner build a custom platform which uh, certainly did the job to some extent Uh, but of course things keep changing and you know it's two years since it was built and now it's trying to understand is the tech still current can we build on that tech Is there a new plugin that does what we need it to do in the new context? Because obviously business has changed around a bit since we built it. Um, And I think the original purpose I intended to use it for has probably shifted as well. So that's the kind of thing I was trying to figure out. And again, as someone non-techie, what's the best way to figure those things out?
0: Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's, it's a great question and, and it's always an interesting question for any business to think about, do you go custom or do you try and find off the shelf tools that you can either sticky tape together and achieve the solution you want? Uh, or what happens more often is people have to go from, here's what I want it to do. Find me the solution that does it to here's the solution I found. Here's what it can do do I change my business to fit within what the tool can do? And and that's what most people, that's why I'm not a huge fan of all-in-one platforms because that's usually what happens when you use an all-in-one type software. Usually what happens is you have to find that you change your business to, to meet what the tool can allow you to do rather than it do what you want. Mm. Um, so, so the answer is if you really want custom whatever you want, then custom development is always going to be your best bet. And the challenge is it's the slowest to, to build, the most expensive, uh, always costs two or three times what you expected, takes two or three years longer than you expected. And I say that from my own experience with the, the developments and things that we do at Automation NC for ourselves. Um, so I mean, yeah, you
1: know so much, Carl.:
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so is there possibly WordPress plugins that can do what you want, maybe? Um, maybe tell us more about what it is you want it to do. And if there's something that comes off the top of my head, I'll tell you, uh, or I can jump on Google now and see if we can, we can find some solutions for you as well. So what would that be the most valuable to find out if there is tools that can do it? What, what would make this call the most valuable for you? I suppose is probably. Yeah,
1: about- look, I think so. I think we're trying to figure out, do we, do we invest more in the, in the custom platform or do we, you know, look at other options, um, which I think has always been the question since the beginning. Mm. And I think the problem with um, other than what you've very rightly highlighted about custom platforms is what I'm discovering, having also spoken to a lot of my own clients, is that custom platforms tend to outdate very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so all that time and money that you invest can just end up being worthless very fast. (laughs) so um, because one, and and I guess for me too, I mean, I see some great platforms out there. I mean, here's a good example. The share waste is a new uh, compost sharing platform tech Uh, tech founders who have put it together and therefore the tech is really slick and user friendly and the user experience is fantastic. Um, The reason I came across them was because blue mountains council had launched some something like that called Compost Hub and I thought oh how wonderful what a great idea jumped into the council one and it was really hard to use the user experience wasn't very good the tech wasn't very good they've obviously custom built it and they're a council it's not their thing and of course you know I'm in partnerships so my partnership hat went on and someone put share waste across my desk and I went Wow, the Waste tech is amazing. Why didn't the council use that? Why did they go and use rate payer, my ratepayer money, <laughs> yeah. to build a custom platform that clearly is not very good? Yeah. So, so the concept's fabulous, but the tech's letting them down. And then here is this amazing tech, but their tech founders, of course, what they're struggling with is um, you know like all. Uh, businesses is then getting the traction so from my partnering head you know i say well they should have come together and all councils should be using the share waste technology Um, so i'm in the same space i guess in the sense that i'm not a tech founder and i and i don't want to be and i don't want investors and i don't want to go in the tech space would i white label a platform potentially absolutely Um, would i like to find something out there that can be customized or tweaked for the purpose definitely so, so to answer the question, I mean, in terms of where things have involved and the core functionality that I'm looking for, it's the ability to, well, two, two things. I want my users to be able to use it themselves if they want to, mm-hmm. but I've realized that as an internal tool, it's very powerful that myself and other partnership specialists can jump in search profiles um, by keywords and find businesses that are suitable for partnership opportunities. So as an example, we had a contract with um, one of the state governments and we were looking for businesses in the wellness space that were focused on helping women and girls get healthier and more active. Uh, I jumped into the custom platform that we have and I did a search in wellness because my brain only holds so much information about my contacts anymore, so the the network's too big. And I got a whole bunch of businesses come up and then I, I looked through them. And I chose the ones that were suitable for the opportunity. So I think what I realised too from when I started trying to build this platform was the platform doesn't have to do everything. It needs to have some basic functions and then a person can go in and use it and it just actually makes the person's job a lot easier to quickly vet the appropriate people for the opportunity and connect them up. So what I realised was originally I was trying to automate the whole process yeah, um, with the platform, which was, I think, too overly complex. And now I realize that with the basic functions in place, um, it and partnerships are personal anyway. So I realized it really does need a certain amount of personal involvement. Uh, and you might correct me there, because I know, you know, more about all of that than I do. But um, it's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for. So I'm looking for the ability to put up profiles, the ability to search on basic features, uh, on basic keywords, um, and the ability to create opportunities um, that people can search on as well. So they could search on an individual or a type of business or they could search on a, on a type of opportunity. Those are the two aspects.
0: Okay, got it. I interrupt this broadcast to bring you an important message to you from me. I want to connect with you more. You see, I think that life without connection is just boring and lonely, and that's not fun for me, and it's not fun for you. So let's connect more and get to know each other better. You can do that over at carltaylor.com slash connect, and we can get all connected So, So we're talking about there being essentially kind of two... Database tables if you like there's a a database filled with businesses that are looking for partnership and you've got details about Them and then you've got opportunities that either are those opportunities are they linked to the businesses? Also in the database or are they possibly separate that the opportunity has been posted completely separate from an existing business in the database
1: In the custom platform, they're linked to a person but they can also be promoted anonymously because not everybody wants to go out there and say, look, I'm Crayola and I'm looking for partners. It might be, you know, we're a kid's art brand and we're looking for partners. And so it's not necessarily linked to, you know, people can't necessarily figure out who it is. Um, If they go through the opportunity, if they go through a member profile and those Opportunities are published, then yes, they could see them. But I don't think that's important. I guess getting to the point of what's important, um, providing we can track it on the back end. Yeah, I think having the two separate databases is fine. And I think, I I mean, where I've circled around, I think you know what it feels like when sometimes you're chasing your tail in business, and you feel like you just circled back around to where you were before, (laughs) like a goldfish in a bowl. (laughs) Oh look, there's that rock again. Um, it's a bit like that with with this because I started out looking at dating pl- um, plugins and dating kind yeah. of systems. I think when I originally started building it, I was thinking of RSVP.com. Going well, surely it could work on that basis. It was pretty novel when I started working on it, in, you know, ten years ago. Um, and since then, there's been a whole bunch of other platforms, very well funded platforms, pop up. That have all the bells and whistles that I would have put in if I had that kind of money behind it. Yeah. But what I've realised is those platforms don't necessarily seem to be performing that well. And I don't know if you've noticed this um, strange trend, Carl, but I've noticed that um, the people with the ugliest websites <laughs> and some of the, you know, some of the not so polished um, functionality on the front end seem to have more profitable businesses because maybe they're not wasting all their time trying to get that perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's an interesting uh, observation. I wouldn't say I've necessarily noticed that myself, but I can imagine why that would make sense. So let me get really clear some potential solutions that we could apply that are kind of duct taping some different tools together that would probably achieve something roughly what you're looking for, but it wouldn't be a super schmick polished user experience so that's so that i want to get really clear on the overall outcome of this is this a platform i know in the past it was a platform you were looking to build and possibly would be an asset that could be sold and someone might want to acquire and all of that which is great and smart in business but it's a very different beast and as you said like probably requires a lot of funding so are we still talking about building a platform like this or is something more you're just looking for a way to you to have a human interface that Maybe is doing the searching of here's the businesses interested. Here's the opportunities. It doesn't necessarily have to have this really schmick um, searchable interface for the clients. W- like where where does the user have to interact with this versus internal?
1: I think the so okay the main um, interaction for the consumer would be putting in the necessary information mm-hmm. to be found for opportunities yep. and to. Put in the information for the um, you know opportunities, their opportunities to be um, available, and then the tool itself. I think where I've come to where I where I've arrived at is it would be powerful enough having this as a tool, an internal tool that we use, yeah. Um, rather than trying to make it an end user system. So there are plenty of businesses out there, and in, and in fact, I see one of the things I monitor is. Uh, of all the client businesses that I get a behind-the-scenes look at, what's actually profitable versus what a lot of us think is profitable on the other side, you know. Mm. And um, and what I have found is that it's the businesses that have some good internal tools that help them deliver a better service to their clients um, that seem to be, you know, going quite well compared to the all the focus being on the, the user experience because those are when you're trying to come up with something as schmick as Uber, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a hell of a lot of investment that goes into that. So I think, you know, I don't want to be a tech startup. And I think what I have arrived at is it's what actually I think will work best for the type of business that I am in.
0: Perfect. So how many opportunities are we talking about? They're probably being active at one time.
1: Well, we are, so I'm also building a new, a new program, um, a new business called the Eco Alliance. So Mm -hmm. it's focused on eco businesses and, and so it's a very specific niche um, and it's a community for them. Mm -hmm. We obviously would like that to be quite leveraged simply because eco businesses um, probably have a little bit of a harder game to play at this point because being green and being, you know, integrity and ethics based is is definitely not a get rich quick scheme. <laughs> so we want to make it really um, accessible yeah. for them, and that's why we want the leverage. So, so what I'm looking for is maximum efficiency on our end to make it as accessible for them on their end, whilst all of us are able to run a sustainable business.
0: Yeah. So, so I'll share with you what's currently going through my head and then we can go through and talk about the pros and cons of doing it this way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a duct tape approach that is, you know, kind of, uh, usable with some training by your own internal team, um, and could have a decent ish experience for a user to submit their data to be put into the database mm-hmm. is two tools come to mind. One, the database for all the different customers and their, the, the different businesses that are in this partnership that you could then be search able to search through and filter. Uh, Airtable comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So Airtable.com, uh, basically they're kind of like spreadsheets on steroids. Uh, it's basically a database platform. Um, so that would be a place where you could easily then in that, in that Airtable organize all that data of um, the businesses. Now, technically, inside Airtable, you could also put the opportunities, and you might choose to do that. Mm-hmm. However, the other the other option that I can see for the opportunities would be to potentially use something like Trello. Because if, for example, you want to make uh, opportunities available for your clients to see and look at the opportunities and say, hey, I'm interested in it, and not just be for internal use, mm-hmm. then having... Uh, having something like just a publicly accessible Trello board. I mean, there's a number of tech startups out there who now they don't bother getting fancy roadmaps to show what features they're working on. They just have a public Trello board with different columns. So mm-hmm. for people who are listening, if you're not sure what Trello is, they follow what's known as like a, a Kaban style uh, approach where you have these different columns and you have cards that can be moved between these different columns, which could indicate different things. So you could ha- have opportunities that are open um, and opportunities that are closed, like you could then just archive them away and, and show that and possibly the the columns could be maybe different types of opportunities under some sort of category. And then the searchable database of the businesses that you internally use to search through for opportunities to connect people could just be the, the, the Airtable database that's searchable. And how do you get people's data into that? Well, the beauty of both Trello and Airtable is you could use a tool like, Gravity Forms, which is a WordPress plugin. It's a form builder. And then you can connect that. Um, you can ask all your different questions you want to ask them to fill in. And then you could connect that form using a tool like Zapier to create the opportunity in the Trello board or to add that business and all that data into the Airtable database. And And so that way you could have an easily on a password protected page if, if that's what you need to, uh, have a section that the client can log into and a form they can fill in to submit their business details. And mm-hmm. you can have a form for them to fill in to submit a new opportunity. And as soon as they submit that opportunity, it just creates a card in Trello mm-hmm. in the opportunity board. And then um, if they submit their business, then that adds all those details into your Airtable database. Uh, that's, that's one idea that comes to mind that would be fairly simple to set up if If you don 't have the skills yourself internally there's definitely a f- few consultants if you found people who are familiar with Airtable and Trello, which are pretty familiar uh, and zapier like that 's something that can easily be done I mean to be honest if if you yourself or someone in your business could get familiar enough with airtable and and Trello using that side of it the the forms and the zapier stuff I just mentioned uh, automation agency, which I know you're a client of could could help you build the forms and Zap set up all those Zaps. It would just be the setup of Airtable and the setup of Trello that we couldn't help you with, and you'd need to either figure that out yourself or um, have a consultant or someone who could help with that. But that that would be a fairly lowish tech way of achieving it without needing all this custom programming, and uh, it gives you the flexibility as well to adapt and change as per your needs without the same investment of cost that you would have done. And the beauty of doing a, a, a duct tape approach like this initially is, it allows you to kind of test the business model, test the things, tweak, make tweaks and changes, and eventually you get to a point where it's smooth, it's working great. Once you've got an example of how it should work, it makes it far easier to then later, if you needed to, you may never need to, go to a developer and say, hey, I'd like to build my own custom version of this. Can I get a quote please? Because now you can show them an example of exactly how it works. You've already probably got the database structure, which is sometimes the hardest part of developing software is uh, figuring out the architecture of how you store the data. And um, when you've got that proof already, it, it, it makes it simple. So that's, I don't know, how does, does that sound like it would be usable and meet your needs or what's coming up for you when I, when I mention that?
1: Yeah, I think, it, I think it does and I think the advice is really sound because, you know, in my, in my corporate training, the, the idea was, you know, you come up with the idea, you understand that it's doable but you sell it before you start investing in building anything substantial and, and I think the mistake with the platform was building a platform based on what we thought the market needed mm. and then finding out along the way that there were slightly different needs Um, and, and so I think it's a very, very good idea and particularly for anyone else listening (laughs) to find a solution that gives you a minimum viable product that you can test the market with that is, that is still, you know, workable because I think the mistake we made too, was we tried to build, um, something within WordPress, Mm -hmm. uh, before we went down the custom path again Mm -hmm. and because it was me going, oh, okay, let's do let's do it with WordPress and, and figure our way around, um, I don't think I did it very well. And therefore it was so clunky that it was just too hard to use. So getting your advice or, or somebody's advice on on who knows these kinds of other systems.
0: And I, I'm just I just opened up the Airtable website up on my screen. And um I'm not a super expert in Airtable. It's something that I've only been made aware of in, in probably the last six months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I just noticed here that it says they have a grid, calendar, form, Kaban, and gallery views. So the fact that it's got a Kaban view means you could probably just achieve the whole thing with the opportunities as well stored in a separate Airtable and you would just view it in a Kaban style. Because I just think for your, your users, your internal team to be able to search Um, and assuming I'm making an assumption here, but assuming that that Caban view can be shared, just like it can be in Trello Mm -hmm. to public users, it would mean you have the opportunity to make public the opportunities to your clients that are out there and they can, they can then kind of reach out to you and say, I'm interested in that one.
1: And for a layman like me, what does Caban view mean?
0: (laughs) So that, as I was saying before, it's kind of like the column the yep. column style right where you've got these different oh. columns and you can drag you drag the object between the different columns which kind of move through different stages that's essentially, oh, okay cool yeah so the, the 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 famous kind of trello view uh, if you use active campaign the deal flow like it's essentially just columns where you can drag things around that's but that's what it's known as
1: okay brilliant and and actually on that um, on that note because i did have a few conversations with active campaign earlier in the year when I was thinking of switching from Entreport and I was interested to know whether Active campaign could be used in any way to progress some of these opportunities or to use it for, for you know, this kind of thing. Is that something that you can see a role for in terms of how to manage? Because I guess some of the other things are that um we have another uh, service, uh, you know, we have some flexibility in the way we work with clients. And for some of our clients where we talent scout them um, and they, and we know they'd be highly desirable for partnerships and we can help them. um, We can work on a finder's fee basis. So there'll be situations Mm -hmm. where we've made introductions and we, you know, help to facilitate deals. Mm -hmm. Is that something that, Active campaign could handle or where where would you suggest that you track those kinds of things?
0: Yeah, I mean you definitely could so uh, you can do the same in entreport they recently released their what they call card view Mm -hmm. So you can actually view uh, what they call objects or contacts as well Um, So either contacts or custom objects you can you can view them in a card style view, which is again similar to a caban style um, view uh, I personally think it 's a bit clunky the entreport side of things i think I think it does not uh, like it works and if you 're technical you 're probably like, yep, no problems I, I think from a non technical standpoint it 's just not as smooth as say active campaign's deal pipelines are however, I would say that entreport is far more customizable right like if you were looking at uh, it, like if you were looking at going, could I use an all-in-one system? You've already got Entreport. Could you do what I just suggested you could do with Airtable in Ontraport? The answer is yes, you could. Uh, combining their card view side of things and combining the, um, you know, storing that data in there and using cu- what they know, call as custom objects. If you worked with an entreport consultant who does custom objects, they would be able to help you implement this style of thing purely in entreport. It's doable. Mm-hmm. Um and that may make sense for you if you're already very heavily involved in your entreport setup. And if you also if you ever wanted to set up automations to trigger based on different events that maybe happen relating to these opportunities and things. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to your question of active campaign, so active campaign's deal pipeline was originally designed for sales teams. And so a deal would kind of is what they call Um, or a deal, it's an opportunity if you like. So a deal gets created, this card, which kind of represents maybe a dollar value. It's, it's It's linked to a specific contact in your active campaign system. And it's then got details about the deal. And you can then track tasks and add that, hey, I need to phone call this person or I need to do this and attach that to the deal. And then the deal can move through different stages in the pipeline, so a deal might be created when someone makes an inquiry, and that might be in inquiry stage and then there might be another stage in the project um, in the pipeline which is first contact made and then you know when you've made first contact with that person, you drag that, that deal to that stage and and from active campaign point of view and if you're using the card view in report you can trigger automations to, to, to automatically happen based on those stage changes. But even if you didn't use the automation, it's just a really nice visual way for less technical people and even more technical people. We just, as humans prefer to see this more visual representation of, Oh, that's the opportunity. Oh, it, it, I, we won the deal. Let's drag it to the one deal section or oh, we lost the deal. Let's drag it to the lost deal section and you can use reporting on that. So, absolutely. If you are having those opportunities where you might get paid on success and you wanted to track those sales opportunities, uh, do, doing it in that visual manner is, is really powerful. So, but again, if you to switch, if you're already quite heavily in your Entreport account. Uh,
1: just to clarify, we've, I've, I've actually closed the Entreport. Oh, okay. I actually wanted to start from scratch because it got pretty messy in there with the evolutions in the business.
0: <laughs> gotcha. <laughs>
1: So, okay. so, on the basis that I have a clean slate yeah um, what would you recommend
0: um, well I mean usability wise most people say that um, active campaign is far easier to get started I mean just just last night I was at the active campaign opening uh, in Sydney they're opening their office here so I was I was one of the panelists there and um, I was chatting to some of the new people who have been hired in the Sydney office to come and work for active campaign and they're coming from t- companies like HubSpot and, and other um, big companies. And they were. T- there's one guy in particular was talking about how, how easy he found it was to learn active campaign. that he was surprised that once he got in and kind of did the training, that within a week, he, he felt like he really understood the system. And he was saying compared to the company he'd come from and their tool, how, you know, he was impressed at how easy it was to, to really wrap your head around. So, yeah, it... it I would potentially be looking at doing the piping of your data connected to different tools. Start with active campaign. Uh, that you can use, if you go on their plus plan, which has the CRM deals, you could Mm -hmm. use that to track your sales opportunities. Uh, I still, I would probably not use active campaign to store your businesses. As we talked about the businesses looking for opportunities and your opportunities, I would still probably look to put that in Airtable. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that would just be cleaner and smarter, but ActiveCampaign treat that as your sales and marketing system. So that could be where we manage the, the partner deals Correct. We connected them up. Yes.
1: Okay. And, and one of the questions so are with, with ActiveCampaign um, cause obviously Ontraport wasn't all in one system, Yeah. your payment gateway and all that kind of thing um, mm-hmm. with ActiveCampaign, if we then did want to enable payments, yes, um, and I don't know if they can do landing pages. What what would you use there? What would you recommend there?
0: Yeah, so uh, ActiveCampaign does not do landing pages. It does not do payment gateways uh, directly, at least not at this stage. Um, and they have no plans that I'm aware of to add landing pages. Their, their focus is to be best at what they do and connect really well with other tools rather than try and be an all-in-one. It's just a different uh, ideology around, around uh, their solution and where they sit in the marketplace. They believe you should be able to connect all your different stack, your different tools together rather than them try and force you to just use their tool. Okay. So uh, if you want to do landing pages, you've got lots of options. You've got click funnels, you've got lead pages, you've got unbounce, or if you're using WordPress, uh, then, you know, thrive architect, which is the favorite uh, tool page builder that we use at automation agency. Uh, and the benefit our automation agency clients get is you don't need to buy that software. You get to use our agency license. If, if we've built it for you. So you, you can build this, the, the page, the landing page on your WordPress website, and then that can just connect back into ActiveCampaign, no problem. Uh, for the for the billing side of things, again, that gives you flexibility of various different options. I mean, I know clients who are using um, tools like chargebee.com, which is uh, able to connect to Stripe and PayPal, and I think even eWay, and, and it can handle subscriptions and it can be really great. And then you can connect that through Zapier and other tools to Active Campaign, uh, or uh, what a lot of more internet marketer type people are using is ThriveCart. ThriveCart is a great tool, uh, and it it essentially is like a, a cart system. Um, ClickFunnels though can also do payments, so you could use that. Uh, so, but a really good connection, uh, like setup, is Active Campaign plus uh, ThriveCart plus WordPress for your landing pages. That's a really nice kind of clean setup. will give you essentially everything you get in Entreport uh, for that same kind of setup. Um, But the beauty, again, the beauty of what I like about the best of breed approach versus the all-in-one is if later down the track, Thrivecart doesn't do what you need and another tool will do it better, you can change and you just... But you don't have to swap out active campaign. You just you just swap out the Thrivecart component with something else.
1: Yeah, I must admit that, that was that was what was disappointing with Entreport, because I think a lot of businesses go through a lot of um, evolution and they also at times might want to take a break, which is what I did. I took a bit of a break at the end of last year and wanted to rethink my niche and you know what was going to make me passionate again about my Business mm. um, and Entreport wouldn't allow me to pause the subscription at first, so obviously that was money paid every month for something I wasn't using, and the the ransom was my all that work that had gone into building all the things that was within Entreport. So they did eventually allow me to put it on pause for three months, which which wasn't long enough. So I just decided to to let it all go, um, but I did find myself feeling. I didn't realise, I think, before that, that if that happened, you were kind of at ransom to to stay and keep paying when you didn't want to. Um, So I think that's a a, a very legitimate consideration when you go into anything because we know how businesses change and evolve over time.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, that's the thing. I usually, once people make a decision, it is a lot, hard, it's not impossible, but it's harder to move. I think Ontraport is a great company. Let's make sure that's mm. clear. I think they yeah. are a great company and a great piece of software. My personal view on the all-in-one versus the best of breed type approach, I personally side more on the best of breed approach because mm. the benefit is as you know, I can keep this best of breed tool. And in the scenario you've just talked about there, you might want to keep your data in active campaign but you don't need the billing platform. You wouldn't need, you know, you're not paying an ongoing thing for your landing pages. So, or if you were, you could just cancel those while you were in that pause mode and you're only paying for your active campaign side of things um, because you want to keep that data. Or if you didn't even want to keep that data, you could export the data, close that down as well. It it doesn't have the whole setup, everything, landing pages, everything that you would lose. So, you know, there's pros and cons. I think when you make a decision, you kind of, got to go, Hey, I'm I'm with this tool for the long haul. It's very hard to say, Oh, I'll just try this for a few months and then I'll change later. It's like, yeah. no, no. If you think you're going to change later, then go with the tool you think you're going to change to later down the track rather than think, Oh, I'll save a bit of money now. Cause it'll, it'll cost you far more in time and money later if you change further down the process. So make sure when you pick a tool that you pick the one that makes sense, not just now, but where you see yourself headed
1: absolutely and i look i think for non-tech people you make the best decision or we all do make the best decision based on what we know at the time but i think my my words of advice would be if you are not a tech person that it's worth getting that advice <laughs> Totally, <laughs> before, yeah. before you make any serious decisions <laughs> yeah, absolutely so that's, where you, that's where you come in and uh People like Automation Agency.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, Automation Agency, as you know, we don't give like really do advice, but that's part of, again, this podcast is to help people have access to someone like me and uh, make sure our clients do get access to get the advice they need and uh, also be able to share it with wisdom, that wisdom to other people. So uh, I want to make sure, because I know that you did need to head off. So I want to make sure, have I answered your question? Do you feel like you've got a path forward of what to do from here?
1: yeah look i think it's great um and i I think this is a really good alternative for me to have a look at um in in trying to make that business decision of whether we keep investing in the custom platform at this point or whether we find a solution that's a bit more flexible while we figure a few things out so yes it has thank you carl
0: (laughs) well my pleasure well thank you so much for coming on and asking the question it's been great.
1: extremely helpful as always thanks carl
0: thanks You've been listening to The Carl Taylor Show, and I'm so grateful that you're here right now. Now, if you've liked this episode and would like to hear more from me, then there's two simple actions to take right now. Step one, click subscribe on whatever device you're listening to this on right now so that you can get notified about future episodes. So go on, do it right now. Find that subscribe button and click it. Step two, now that you've done that, is visit me over at carltaylor.com. On the website there, you'll be able to find the show notes from today's episode as well as all the previous episodes, plus details on how to get copies of my books, details on how to get in contact with me, and so much more. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart that I'm so grateful that you are here. It's an absolute honor to be a part of your journey. And until next time, just be happy, be healthy, be fulfilled, but most importantly, be awesome.